Well, welcome, everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable. We are coming to you live on bbsradio.com station one. My name's Caroline Oceano Ryan. I'm an author and channeler, and I'm here with my really brilliant co-host, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, our Faction Three White Knights, Rama Arjuna and Tara Green, and our panelists, Micah Green. And our guest today is someone very special, energy worker, actually a spiritual accelerator from spiritualacceleration.com. Her name is Sarah Ellingworth, joining us from Australia, and she'll be on shortly. And we will also, after that, hear the energy updates and get the latest White Night news update. Please do call into the show if you've got a question for our guest or any of the co-hosts. The numbers to call for Station One. And this is great if you've got a question for our energy worker as well. Um, 888-627-6008. That's 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. That's 323-744-4831. And that's in U.S. and Canada. So wonderful to start us off today. We're going to have a short meditation from our wonderful friend, Omina McGee. So Omina, I will hand it over to you. Thank you, Caroline. I want everyone to get into your Christ consciousness that's deep in your heart and become very relaxed. Take a couple of deep breaths and exhale so that you can relax your whole body. And I want you to think about the Christ consciousness that lies deep in your heart. It's in everybody's. It's your spiritual center. And I want you to visualize the threefold flame. It's blue, pink, and white. And look at it and see how much it is. Is it small? Is it big? What is it? What size is it? So you're going to expand it. You're going to visualize your threefold flame expanding from the center of your spiritual heart into your physical heart. And as you have that done, I want you to repeat after me in your mind, and as you as you saying this after me, you're going to visualize the threefold frame expanding through your whole body all the way out into the universe, out into the world first, then the universe. And you're going to repeat after me in your mind, focusing on the threefold flame. I am the light of the heart, shining in the darkness of being all changing all into the golden treasury of the mind of the Christ within. I am projecting my love out into the world to erase all errors and to break down all barriers. I am the power of infinite love, amplifying itself until it is victorious, world without end. 
end of meditation. You can say that at any time. I'm sure you'll be able to get the saying or let me know if you want it and I will send it to you. That will grow the threefold frame in your heart, expand the love out into the world, out into the universe, all for the intention of peace and harmony, breaking down all barriers with the power of infinite love. Amen. I pass the talking stick back to Caroline. Thank you so much, Omina. And that threefold flame is so important right now. We're just blazing that through the whole earth along with the violet flame. Uh, very beautiful. Thank you so That's, much. You're welcome. That's why it practically fell into my hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, that was not by accident. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. All right, wonderful. I just want to briefly um, repeat the few lines from the law of one that we like to share. We are all one. When one is helped, all are helped. Therefore, in the name of the I am, and I am one with all there is, we ask that only that which is for the highest good of all happen now and always. We give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks. It is done. So let it be. Brilliant. Well, I think that we will Welcome our guest now, Sarah Ellingworth, and I'll just read quickly some of her bio here. And uh, I'm just thrilled to have her on. You know, um, Sarah is a spiritual accelerator and uh, trained with Bonnie Saratori and her people. And uh, we've had Bonnie on the show, and I do an energy update with her every month, which is on YouTube. And th they just blow me away, the spiritualacceleration.com crowd, because they take energy healing and energy clearing to a new level. So Sarah Ellingworth is a profound and naturally gifted energy healer and psychic. She passionately embodies and shares her own healing journey, offering support and guidance, holding the light for others on the path of self-healing. Sarah has extensively studied esoteric teachings through no, numerous international mystery schools over the last 17 years. The last three years, Sarah dedicated her studies with spiritual acceleration and mentoring with Bonnie Saratori. This has had an exceptional or exponential impact on her scope and capacity as a powerful and innovative energy healer. Through her refined skills of high-frequency channeling and divine connection, Sarah will track in clear frequencies and foreign interferences which are keeping you stuck limited or playing small. With an innate ability to compassionately cut to the core of the issue, Sarah will help you clear the misconceptions, embrace the learning, and provide divine guidance as you navigate your way forward on your path to self-mastery and reclaiming your divine sovereignty. As the lead accelerator with spiritual acceleration, Sarah is teaching Intuitive You, that's the name of the course, Intuitive You, and the foundation courses in 2024. Wonderful. Intuitive You is a six-week psychic development course, which Sarah has redeveloped to include deep clearings in every class, to break through blocks and limitations, to owning one's psychic and intuitive gifts. And the 10-month foundations program, is being offered in Australia for the first time ever with Sarah leading the way. Phenomenal. 
This transformative course will revolutionize the way you show up in a healing capacity with the depth and expansion it offers for personal healing and the tools and techniques that Bonnie Serratore, who founded SpiritualAcceleration.com, has created to achieve real breakthroughs on the quest for true liberation. Sarah lives on the Mornington Peninsula of Melbourne, Australia. So welcome, Sarah. Phenomenal. Thank you. That was really beautiful to hear. <laughs> it's different when you read it yourself, but when someone you said it so lovely. So thank you. That was um, yeah, really beautiful intro. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're very happy you're here and very happy you could work it into your schedule. I guess it's afternoon of tomorrow for you. Yes, <laughs> yes I'm already into Friday. <laughs> already into Friday. Yes, of course. So, um, Let's just ask Sarah a few questions about her background, and then I'll give the numbers again, which if you're at bbsradio.com, you can see the numbers to call in with a question if you've got one for Sarah. Um, she is able to offer some insights and maybe a bit of energy work that's very sort of short form because we're on a show here, but it will give you an indication of what Sarah is able to do, and I know that she's very very capable so Sarah how did you become a professional energy worker um with with a lot of resistance (laughs) I was working on myself for a very long time um just doing my own inner work and and healing and I definitely could feel the push from the divine to head in that direction but um I really was just at that point quite invested in working on myself um, and the more that I did, the more passionate I became. And in the end, it was just something I sort of resigned to. It was just a natural progression of the work that I was doing to help other people do the same thing. And, um, yeah, and I mean, I, I really do love teaching. So it's that I, I would say it's an extension through each individual session as well as group sessions and teachings and courses it's just a constant extension of everything that I've learned and sharing that with others so that they can incorporate whatever it is that works with them or what they resonate from what I'm offering to apply to their own healing journey and um yeah and growth and learning so that's it was there was a lot of resistance from me to get to that point. <laughs> and even now, like, was, you know, coming into once I came across Bonnie's work, that just up-leveled everything that I was doing so much. Um, but then I had to really dig deep and look at why I was scared of being seen and um, owning my power and, you know, doing all the things that I was doing, but I was sort of doing it quite hidden in a, in a very hidden way. So, now the last few years I've really been focusing on stepping up to the plate, being seen, helping more people, and ultimately that's really what it's about is reaching more people and helping more people. And um, I just had to get on with the job. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. sort of what's gotten me here. Yeah. Wonderful. And I, from what I can tell from things Bonnie has said, the journey you're talking about, about getting out of your own way and, and being willing to be seen, et cetera, mm-hmm. There are all these blocks that everybody has, including people who become energy workers and energy healers. So, I mean, um, it seems to be part of the spiritual acceleration training for people to work through those things, not to deny them, not to be there. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like really I think that's it doesn't even have to be in a spiritual concept. It's anyone who's owning or learning 
to own their power and to really step up and shine in their sovereign divinity and and even just reclaiming their sovereign divinity, but owning their life, owning their light. We have been through so much trauma, whether it's this lifetime or previous lifetimes, you know, every experience we have, we we hold on to that. Like it just is another piece that gets chucked into the into the bag that we're carrying around and so when we come into this lifetime and we're and we're playing small and we might not always understand why but we know we just want to shrink ourselves because of fear (laughs) wherever that fear is coming from um the the teachings bonnie's teachings and the courses it will help you to cut through so much of why we're keeping ourselves small like the techniques can really just chop out a big chunk um, you know, where I was sort of chipping away at it for years and sort of staying in my comfort zone, I guess, with what I was prepared to look at and work on. Um, I, I, yeah, Bonnie's teaching sort of gave me those those next level skills, those next level tools to really get to the core of the issue. And a lot of the time, especially for, um, you know, spiritual teachers or light workers or, you know, anyone in the spiritual community who's wanting to work in this capacity, a lot of the time it can be, you know, we've been killed, tortured, you know, traumatised, prosecuted um, for just being ourselves, for owning our gifts and our power and and, um, shining our light, and that hasn't gone so well. (laughs) So the trauma from that, you know, just immediately shuts everything down on a soul level continue to incarnate in order to work through those wounds so yeah it was a real blessing and a real gift to come across bonnie's work and that definitely shifted the dial on a lot of things for me which i'm super grateful for but then it's also a real honor to be able to help teach and share that with other people as well yeah that's the truth isn't it i don't know anybody in energy work who hasn't been persecuted in other lives and sometimes Mm. Uh, including myself and that's mm. just seems to be the deal <laughs> we came yeah yeah you know? um, yeah absolutely and you know we're really bucking the trend <laughs> you yeah. know we're the whole on on mass you know everyone's being taught to be disconnected or isolated or separated from themselves and from others and spirituality is the opposite of that and owning your power and owning your light and your sovereign divinity that's all about knowing who you are that's connection connection to yourself connection to source um you know it's the opposite so we do definitely buck the trend in you know the narrative of what's being um shared out there <laughs> with yes. everybody um and that's part of our job as well that's you know it's waking up it's it's holding the light for other people to find their way back to themselves so you know when you've got a light in the midst of all the darkness that can attract um different types of attention and yeah i think that's where the courage and the strength to be who you are and know that like regardless of what you're coming up against, that just helps solidify even more your your level of truth. So self empowerment plays a pretty big part um, in, in your work <laughs> and in your philosophy for healing. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, that's even just helping people coming out of victim consciousness and 
um, taking responsibility for their thoughts and their feelings and their choices and how they're showing up in life and regardless of what situation you find yourself in, how you react, that's all you. That is all you. So when people start to realise that they have choices and um, it's okay that whatever choices they've made in the past, if they're not happy with that or that hasn't worked out for them, that's okay. It was just part of the learning. But then we can choose something else as well. So giving people permission to own their power, like just to it's it's sort of you just sort of guiding them to go, this is all you <laughs> and taking responsibility for that and the compassion and the you know, the forgiveness that comes with that. It's, you know, these are all nice, soft, fluffy sounding words, but there's actually the courage and the strength and sometimes the hardship that people can go through in order to get to that point. It's, you know, it's hard. It can be hard work. So, um, you know, it's very confronting when you're coming out of consciousness or that, that mind state and into empowerment because there's a lot you need to take responsibility for. Um, yeah. And the other thing too is that I'm not I'm not doing the work for you. Like I'm helping you and I can clear the path and clear a lot of the interferences and the obstacles and things that have surrounded you to keep you locked in. But then once you've got that space, you're, you're the one that needs to then start moving and making choices and taking action. And that's, again, that's all on the individual. So, um yeah, it's really, it's, again, I think there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say fluffy talk, but there's a lot of, you know, the, all the light and love around spiritual um, healing and energy healing. But um, I I personally like working with some of the, I love the shadow work um, because this is where you can get some of the biggest shifts within yourself um, to have more peace and more uh, light, more compassion, more love for yourself and therefore others. Um, but the healing journey, there's nothing fluffy about it. <laughs> it can be pretty hardcore. Well, um, that, word, that word shadow work, let me jump in and just say the shadow mm, work idea, that phrase, that is so big right now. What, mm, what is that to you? Is it the parts of us that are so traumatized we've just buried them under? or maybe dark force interference, or how do you see it? Yeah, look, I think shadow work is just a bit of an umbrella term for all of that. It can be um, our the side of our personality, ego, character, traits that um, we don't, that we deem unacceptable or um, the parts of ourselves that we think are unlovable, um, the self-hatred that a lot of people can hold for themselves. Like there's a lot of frequencies that people hold and they have just no no idea that that exists. Um, it can also be, yeah, the trauma, the abuse, all of the hard stuff, all of the stuff that we don't really want to look at, um, all of, you know, the, the trauma and abuse, a lot of people use addictions to disassociate from those feelings. Um and even working through addictions, you know, that that all comes under shadow work as well. It's just, for me, that is just a very broad term. For anything that is difficult to look at, um, that we deem unacceptable about ourselves or unlovable. Um, and the truth is there's, it's, uh, it actually needs love. <laughs> like it needs the light and it needs love and it needs acceptance and understanding. Because when we step into that space, and we own it and we embrace it and we learn to integrate it, 
into our whole being, everything just opens up and there's, and we realize there's so much more of us to love. And that's all it was wanting in the beginning. And if we didn't get that from somewhere else at a pivotal point, when that interaction or um, that trauma occurred, we can now go back in at this point in our evolution or part of our journey and go back and provide the love that we didn't get that we were needing from people around us or outside of us at the time. So this is another aspect of learning the self-love and doing the inner work or doing inner child healing, um, trauma healing. So all of that, it's, to me, it's just another word for doing the hard stuff, (laughs) but that it's, it's a nice way of sort of, um, yeah, all the things that we sort of shove in the dark that we don't really want to look at. So, you know, but a lot of that is is hiding in the subconscious. Now, I'll give you an example. Say if a client mm-hmm. came to you and mm-hmm. said, I don't know what goes on, but I'm still afraid of the dark. I've been afraid of the dark since I was a little kid. And sometimes after I shut off the light to go to sleep at night, if I hear anything I think is going on, any creak, any door, you know, mm. or floorboard creaking, I am convinced they're evil ETs or a ghost. Or, mm. Well, how would you proceed with that? Yeah, there's a few different layers to that. It is, there will be a huge part of it in this subconsciousness, but then we've got all the interferences that perpetuate those feelings. So this was a huge eye-opener for me going into Bonnie's work, understanding on a deeper level the interferences that we have through dark force or entities or discarnates. Um, And it's usually the piece that I start the healing with on a client because it just sort of gets away, gets rid of all of the extra noise. And when I say that, it means like as an example, if you're saying, um, if you came to me and said, I'm really scared of the dark, I hate being at home at night on my own, any little bump, I freak out and I think that someone's there, then we would look at the fear um, fear of darkness, like actually being, you know, we don't have that sort sort of same or if you came to me and said, I'm during the day, I'm it's perfectly fine, but off an evening when I can't see, I get really scared. So, working on the frequencies of fear, fear of the unknown, fear of being alone, fear of being attacked, um, those sorts of things, and clearing out the entities, the discarnates, the dark force interferences that are perpetuating those feelings. So what they actually do is they blow it out. They actually want to stimulate you or trigger you so that you do feel that and it perpetuates it even more, like it blows it right up. So you become overwhelmed by these emotions, these fears, and that's like food for them. It's juice. So they want more of it and that's what they want. So even with um, certain, I've had plenty of healings, or clients where the issue has gotten worse, but right before they have their session with me. And that is because they're trying to one interfere with the process so that, so that if, if there's any slight chance of the healing not going ahead, that's what they would love. Um, but also to, to generate more of the energy that they know is about to be taken away. So then that's like, we just clear all of that, all of those interferences, um, anything that's lodged in your being that is hooking into or embedding those frequencies. Um, that's the first thing that goes. And then what's left is where we work on whether it's um, soul trauma or whether it's an interaction you've had in this lifetime or past lives where you have created a fear 
of being abandoned or alone or in the dark, scared of the unknown. We work on those frequencies through the subconsciousness. And for me, it's like we're clearing out those frequencies that are then embedded in your being. So where it's embedded in your mental body and your emotional body, pulling out any thoughts, attachments, addictions to those frequencies, those habits, and clearing that right out. So then you're left with space. You're left with space within your being to choose something else. And so this is where the empowerment piece comes in. So I've just cleared all the interferences and all the things that are getting in your way. And then we talk about what it is that you would like to create for yourself. So then we look at, I mean, in the heal, like the healing piece is done, you're cleared. So then we bring in more of you, more of your light, more of your power connecting into your heart's space. But I would also work on your base chakra. Um, and your sacral and your solar plexus to really strengthen your your courage, your your resilience, trusting in yourself, trusting in the divine, that you are safe, you are safe in your home, you are safe on this planet, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I actually give a lot of, like, so most of my clients all, all get homework and to support the subconsciousness, I actually um, will send them links to meditations that have subliminal programming in it. So as an example for that one, I look at the feeling safe. I'm safe and I'm grounded. I'm safe in my body. I'm safe in my home. Um, I'm safe, yeah, with the divine. And it gives you a sense of, so it does a bit of an up-leveling in the subconscious mind, um, but it helps, again, with the space that we've just created. You can then go, yeah, 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 I'm I'm good. I'm okay. I'm, I'm safe. I know that I'm safe in my home everything's locked, I can relax. <laughs> and so you start to change the narrative that you tell yourself. Or if you do hear a creak, you're like, oh, it's just a little bird. Look, there's the bird. It's fine. So instead of psyching yourself out or getting caught up in those dark emotions, um, you can, you have the space within yourself to go, I'm all good. It's okay. Go and check the window. Oh, there's a little cat outside. I'm all good. It's no stress. So it gives you a sense of um, freedom freedom in your mental and emotional body, freedom in what you're creating for yourself on a daily basis, coming out of addictions and habits that keep you stuck, small, in fear, whatever that is, um, and tools that you can, you'll take away with tools that you can use on a daily basis, um, yeah, to help you choose whatever it is that you're wanting to work on. So fears and, and addictions are definitely two very common um, common issues that people come to me with um, when it comes to like the topic of what we're just talking about, like depression and anxiety is another big one as well, because that just keeps people feeling really stuck and unable to make more positive or healthier choices. Um, But yeah, I mean, the same sort of approach can work. Every session is completely unique um, and the approach will will always be tailored to what the person needs. Um, But that's sort of what I've just explored described as a general basis of what people would receive oh fantastic that is so great that you're in other words you're you're looking you're going into the core of where Mm. the issue is and you're looking in psychically you're tracking what bonnie calls tracking isn't that right yeah that's right yeah and so um i will always try to guide the the recipient through their emotional body to find it on their own, but not everybody can do that again because we're so 
we can be very disconnected to our feelings or we can be very disconnected to who we are and the experiences that we're having. So I will quite often see the layers, all the layers underneath coming up. Um, so it depends on the session. I'll always be guided by spirit in every session. I mean, everything is channeled. So they'll basically give the go ahead on whether I can just shift this stuff for them or whether I really need to consciously bring them um, on that journey into that space for them to really own how they felt, make that connection into that memory or the feeling or the sensation so that it's like roots and all that's coming out. Um, so, again, it's tailored to whatever, whatever the individual needs. But, um, yeah. So uh, let me give the – thank you so much. This is so fascinating to me. And let me give the numbers for Station 1 again, 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. And, again, those numbers are at bbsradio.com on their homepage. Um, uh, If you've got uh, some issue you'd like Sarah to look into and maybe offer a wee bit of help on, um, that's part of what we do on the show. And she's a, a brilliant practitioner. Um, Bonnie doesn't let anybody teach a course, get on her team, or let alone <laughs> let them teach a course if they don't really know what they're about. And um, yeah, I would I would make good use of that. I'll just say to our audience. So, you know, we mentioned dark force interference. Um, how do you handle that kind of interference or entity removal when you're in a session? Yeah, um, I. I particularly love working with with the dark. Um, I I don't know if I'm just a bit weird in that way. I really had a strong resonance with it from the get-go, um, but I also had a lot of fear with it, which, I mean, everyone does. And so it was a really interesting journey in, and it was a good 12-month journey, of learning how to work with the dark and show up in that space where you, because you really need to own your power. You really need to, without a shadow of doubt, be embodying your light to hold yourself against those types of frequencies. But you have to also do it with um, deep respect. And, you know, I mean, I have a huge team and I, all the Ascended Masters and Archangels and all the big guns, like they're all... Um, they're all very much part of my team. Um, so I almost want to say it's a bit of relationship building as well. Like as you learn to work with the dark forces, um, there's no way. There's, I just never would do any of it on my own as such. I mean, I don't anyway, any of it. Um, but, yeah, I think great strength and a lot of respect and um I mean, I show up in any healing and it's always a huge honour to be helping the person, the recipient of the person, but then you go into completely different dimensions of time and space working with different beings. And um, they're not all very friendly. <laughs> so it's um, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Um, but I'm under no illusion that I'm doing it on my own or that it's um, just me making that command if that makes sense it's utilizing a whole team of beings that are prepared to show up in that way with a lot of love and a lot of respect um, and a lot of strength like you have to completely own your light or you're toast (laughs) 
<laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that's that's something. When you say you you have to have respect, you mean for the fact that you're not going to be automatically more powerful with everything that you meet up with in the dark realms. Do you um, go I think it's say that again. Sorry. You, do you go into the lower realms? I know, like David yes. does, probably Michael. Yeah. Does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you. I mean, ultimately, you'll go wherever you need to go for the healing. So, um, yeah, nothing's off limits. When I say respect, it's like, you know, if you were to get into a really fast car and you were like, yeah, 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 and you thrashed it around, the car would eventually have its way with you. Like the power of the car, if you didn't treat the car with respect, you would trip yourself up. So it would. it's the same sort of thing when you go into the space of these beings and, you know, evil consciousness and, you know, some pretty epic frequencies. You go in there with respect for what you're doing and it's, it's again, it's like you need to go in with all of your line, all of your power, but, you, but you're not going in there going there's no ego. There is literally no ego. You can't because the second you have that, then they can – interfere and mess with you because you're you're vulnerable you're exposed um so that's where it's like the love deep love respect and full strength and you know you you're in your alignment with your god self and the god frequency um because there is nothing more powerful than that so but you're not going in there to um show them who's boss it's not like it's not that sense it's not like that if that makes sense you you can't go in with an ego (laughs) it's it's never going to work yeah, absolutely. I hear you. That's those are excellent points, all of them. <laughs> um, do you know, Sarah? I'm wondering. I don't know if anyone's going to call in, but I'm wondering if you could do what Bonnie offers crowds, you know, audiences at times. Could you do a clearing for yes. frequencies related to anxiety, depression, trauma? Pick one or all of that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. For, Let's do anxiety. Let's do anxiety because it is a really popular, when I say popular, it's for a common one, I should say. Um, a lot of people really, um, and anxiety is really just disempowering you to go into what what the issue is. So it's a bit of a, um, it's a surface level thing. So, yeah, let's do a bit of a clearing on anxiety. Okay. So for everyone that's listening, just bring your awareness to your breath taking in a long, slow, deep breath in through the nose, feeling your belly rise on the inhalation and gently hold at the top of the breath and breathing out through your mouth, a slow, gentle exhalation with a gentle hold at the bottom of the breath. And just to repeat that breath cycle, I'm going to bring in the white flame, bringing in the light of God, light of home. Connecting into Mother Earth and expanding that light out. And we're going to call in all discarnates hooking into the frequency of anxiety. Coming forward, everybody waking up, waking up, waking up. All discarnates of anxiety hooking into anxiety. Everybody looking up, loved ones, the set of masters, archangels, escort these beings home to the light. Everybody looking up. All the way through, all discarnates. Everybody wake up, not your body, not your body. Come on, looking up, looking up.
You're bringing in the white flame, amping it up, amping it up, brighter, 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 bringing the opalescent karmic flame, more intense, brighter, 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 all the way through all levels of their being, throughout all levels of time, space, dimensions, and realities, amping that up. All entities, all entities hooking into the frequency of anxiety, getting to the white flame now, now, freeze. Smaller, 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 pull it in, pull it in, pull it in. All contracts, earth, vows, and agreements, keeping these frequencies lodged within their being, release. Brighter, brighter, brighter. Remaining frequencies, entities, seen, unseen, and unknown, detected, undetected, hidden in plain sight, into the white flame now, now, freeze. Smaller, 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 smaller. All the way through. Okay. Bringing in the white flame all the way through all aspects of their being. Brighter, 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 brighter. Amp out, brighter, brighter, brighter. All, all levels of their consciousness, subconsciousness, unconsciousness. Lighting that up all the way through, all the way through. Brighter, brighter, brighter. Okay. All dark force interferences, dark lords, demonic beings, looking into anxiety, the state of powerlessness. Feeling overwhelmed, anxiety, shutting down, disconnected, unable to breathe. All discards, all entities, all dark force interferences, hooking to the frequencies identified of anxiety. Get into the white flame now, now, freeze. Smaller, 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 freeze. Pull it in, 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 pull it in. All contracts, those vows and agreements, keeping these frequencies lodged within their being. Release, 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 all the way up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that one not letting go? Can you give that one to Thank you, thank you, all the way over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, spinning it out, 11 tenth the speed of light. Spinning it through the emotional body, the mental body, the physical body, the spiritual body. Intense the speed of light, faster, 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 bringing in the white flame, amping that right up. Brighter, 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 brighter. All remaining thoughts, feelings, attachments, hooks, cords, addictions to anxiety, thought entities, elementals, contracts, with thousand agreements, release, release, release. Spinning it out. Getting it out, and intense is made light, more intense. Spinning it out, we're ramping up that white flame, bringing in the opalescent karmic flame through the endocrine system, the nervous system, pulling that out. Through the solar plexus, including all dirty red energy through the solar plexus, walking into the anxiety. Release, release, release. Spinning it out, fuzz, 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 all the way through to the base, the base, 
Your remaining frequencies, hooks, cords, attachments, any weaponry lodged within the frequency of anxiety, release, release, release. Bring that out, show me any implants, devices, mechanisms, activators, lighting that up through the nervous system, through the brain, lighting that up, brighter, 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 more intense, all contracts, those powers and agreements, give these frequencies lodged within their being, brighter, brighter, brighter. We've got, who is this? The Arcturians showing up. Don't you need it for that? What is this? We've got a hook. Release, release, release. All cords, attachments, and addictions through the back of the head, or anxiety, or implants, devices, mechanisms, activators, release, 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 including all contracts, those bows and agreements, release, release, release. All agreements to disempower, relinquish power, release, release, release through the spine, through the back and neck. Thank you. Release, 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 release. All sorts of feelings, addictions to I'm not good enough, lacking confidence, self esteem, release, release, release. Thank you. Please, spinning that out faster, 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 faster. Ramping up the light flame, more intense, burn, 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 all the way through, all the way through. More residual emotions through the back sacral, hooking into the anxiety associated to the anxiety, the frequency and match of the anxiety, release, release, release. We're going to spinning that out, intense spin of light, more intense, spinning it out, spinning it out, spinning it out, cause attachments. Remaining through the legs, the face. And you're spinning out any residual frequencies of anxiety.
trigger points. Spring it out, spring it out, spring it out. We bring connection to the seventh plane of consciousness all the way through, connecting into the divinity, coming through, being all the way into Mother Earth, into Earth. And spring that light out. I'm just taking in now a big deep breath, bringing in your God's health, your higher self, your sovereign divinity, pouring in through the crown, flooding into your brain, the left and right of your brain coming into your forehead, your pineal coming through the front and back, with your forehead, your backhead, dropping down through your mouth, through your throat, through your neck, filling that downpour of light and the Christ coding coming in through every cellular, every molecule of your being. Breathing it in as it integrates more peace, more light, more love. Coming in through the arms, through the chest, bringing through the lungs, through your waist, your organs, your digestive system, your liver. Your pancreas, your gallbladder, feeling all of your organs absorbing this light. Feeling into the sense of peace and wholeness, the truth of who you are, anchoring in further and further, deeper and deeper into your whole being, coming in through your waist, your digestive system, your hips. through the pelvis, bring down through the legs, through the skeletal, the whole skeletal system, bring down through your legs, your ankles and your feet. Now letting that light just drop out through your feet and your next exhalation, breathing that light out into Mother Earth, into the core of Mother Earth, allowing that light, the divinity, to just expand out into all directions of time and space. And bless Mother Earth, extending that light, that love into her body as you own your space on this planet. You embody your whole being with the truth of who you are. Your love, your light, your power. Spin that out, normalize, balance, stabilize, and harmonize the whole being. The mental body, the emotional body, the physical body, the spiritual bodies, all of the higher bodies, all of the organs, the blood, including this chakral system, normalize, balance, stabilize, and harmonize. Okay, when you're ready, just taking in a few big deep breaths. Come wriggle your fingers and toes, coming back into your body, bringing your awareness behind your eyes. And just rejoining the group when you're ready. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sarah. My absolute pleasure. Oh, really powerful. I kind of saw a portal open and mm-hmm. felt not just beings leaving my energies, but I saw something that was like um, sort of a facsimile, a copy of um, a family member's uh, energies or personality that. He, you know, he lived in constant anxiety, and 
thought, wow, that is powerful. It was like a family pattern because his parents were like that and their parents were like, et cetera, et cetera. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That was, yeah, amazing. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, it was, um, it was really beautiful. I mean, anxiety is, it's a surface level, so it's not. And for you in particular, like looking at the ancestral lines, um, and what can be embedded into us just through our DNA that can influence us, but it's not ours. <laughs> like it's not ours to carry, but people yeah. just have no idea. And that's to me, that's still interference. It's interference of the truth of who you are and embodying your truth in this incarnation. And, you know, I sort of got to the point where I was like, well, that has no business here. <laughs> thanks, yeah. but no thanks. And that has to go. So, um, you know, and that's a big part of that whole empath journey and getting clearing boundaries. Like, you know, I really struggled being an empath for a long time and it's a very confusing journey. And I got to the point where I was like, no. No, I'm not carrying that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that for you. That's yours to do. I'll do me. You do you. Boundaries. No, I'm not carrying that. I'm not I'm not embodying that. Like it's, it was just a hard no. <laughs> so this work really helps clean that up and it's not, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very empowering. So that's beautiful. Very good. I've had to come to that point as well in my life where mm-hmm. I had to get back to my ancestors or my, you know, family members who had passed or whatever and said, and said that, that is your path and you have to find your own path, way of healing. And I'm not carrying all this heavy stuff because mm-hmm. you don't carry it, et cetera. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's theirs really to carry, not yours. <laughs> my, I've, got it, I've got my hands full on my own things. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, Sarah, when, when people um, decide to book a session with you, would they say if it were a 45-minute session, would they have, say, three or four issues or questions to bring up? And then you work with them on it energetically? Or how? Do, what do you do in sessions so that people will yeah. Yeah, so um, some people can come with just one issue and some people have a list as long as their arm and we really start with whatever's the most sort of intrusive issue um, that's consuming you the most so that we can sort of get the most space back within you. Um, And it really just depends on how the session unfolds as to how much we can get through, but obviously we always want to get through as much as possible. And some things overlap as well. So particularly if you've got certain themes that are all sort of tied up in a particular past life issue or interaction um, or wounding. Um, And that's where, you know, the, the more we can actually get a few things done all together at once when they're really prepared to go there within themselves. So, I can't make anyone do anything they're not prepared to do and um, I can certainly cut through a lot of stuff, but they need to be able to come on that journey. So it's it's really up to the individual how much they get out of the session. Um, but, yeah, I mean, bring it all. Bring it, bring everything and we'll just see as how much we can get through absolutely. Um, see? Yeah. Um, so I was just going to say if anyone's interested in working with Sarah, um, let me see here. You're still working through spiritualacceleration.com, yes. is right? Yeah. So yeah. everybody, you would go to spiritualacceleration.com forward slash Sarah, that's S-A-R-A-H dash Ellingworth, E-L-L-I-N-G, Worth, W-O-R-T-H, forward slash, and then the hashtag sign, and then the word book. Or actually, you can just 
you know, to make that a wee bit simpler, let me see here. Um, you can, yeah, you can just jump on the website, on the Spiritual Acceleration website. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and under the shop, you'll see sessions. Yeah. And then under that, you'll see accelerators. Yeah. Or you can go that route as well. And these are all phenomenal people. I've worked with several of them in sessions. They're just um they will blow you away yeah. <laughs> and you can see that sarah's work is is mind-blowing so it's just spiritualacceleration.com forward slash sa hyphen team hyphen two forward slash or just go to spiritualacceleration.com put your cursor where it says the shop and you'll see sessions pop up and then accelerators after that um and these are Brilliant people, utterly brilliant. Now, the Intuitive You course, how would somebody sign up for that, Sarah? Um, on the same website, you can go to the courses or trainings. I think Bonnie has it under trainings. It and is, yes. it has Intuitive You 101. So it's the top It's the top one of the list. So you can jump on there and have a read of, um, I think we're going to have a really big class in February. It starts on Feb 10. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's Going to be an Is that just sort of like an introductory course that helps people tap into their intuitive capabilities, or what, um, what is it for? I would. It is designed to be an intro class. However, I think you get so much out of it that even if you are, you know that you're psychic and you know that you're intuitive, but you're wanting to sort of pull it together to harness it in a way that really works for you. Or if there's, I found a lot of people in the last class were like they had their senses, but they just there was either fear there or they couldn't quite pull it together or they didn't really understand what was happening. Um, so the clearings that we do in each class are quite profound and that cleans up a lot of stuff for you. It helps you really come online within yourself and your capabilities and, and your skills. And then we go into understanding how you work. Like as an intuitive being, your whole body is an intuitive receptor. So looking at how we can harness that energy and cleaning it right up so that we can understand the messages that we're getting and then um and then utilizing tools and techniques to develop and strengthen those um, aspects of ourselves as well so um whether you're just starting out or whether you've um, been doing it for a little while um the course will really meet you wherever you're at again you're going to get as much out of it as what you're prepared to receive so um there's something for everyone in it all right, fantastic. And I'm on your website. How do you say it? Meraki holistic healing or Meraki? Oh, Meraki. Meraki. Yeah, it's a Greek word that means to do something with your heart and soul. So like you could make oh. a salad with Meraki because you're making it with love for the people that you're feeding. Whereas this for me is um, doing, you know, soul work and spiritual work um, that's very heart-based. Wonderful. So that's spelled Amazon Mother E-R. A-K-I, and then holistic healing. And that's holistic with an H, no W. Meraki holistic healing.com.au because Sarah's in Australia where I have several absolutely wonderful friends, uh, really lovely people, Australians. So, Um, and then, um, you know, from there, I think people can find you on Facebook and Insta and that sort of thing. Yeah. So you can book a session, I guess, through uh, SA or can they book through your website as well? Yes. Yeah. The booking link on my website will take you straight to my booking page. So that might even be an easier way of doing it as well. Um, 
Yeah, and it's got all of the social media links on there too. Wonderful. And our producer, Don, will put all this info on our show's page as well. Um, and um, oh, so great to have you on, Sarah. If there's anything else you wanted to share with us, please oh, do. I think yeah, I think we've covered everything. Thank you so much for having me. It's <laughs> okay. been an absolute amazing experience. So thank you. <laughs> oh, we are absolutely honoured to have you here. And uh, what a, a beautiful gift you have. Thank you so much for that beautiful clearing. And just keep doing what you do. The world so needs it. And um, huge blessings. Thank you again. And I Thank hope you. you'll come back. Yes, definitely. We'd love to. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, this is Tara thanking you. Thank Hi. you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. So huge blessings. Happy New Year. And um, much love. And now we'll um, go on to hearing the energy updates if people are, are ready for that so um let's see here i can give quickly give my energy update which is that these solar flares are mind-blowing and uh i don't know what to make of it they're so powerful and in a way some days i feel tired some days i'm not so much sleepy i feel slightly um like i'm sleepwalking awake and asleep at the same time and um i hope people are just kind of kind to themselves, supportive of themselves. These are powerful energies pouring in. Really, you know, from what Ram and Tara have been telling us for a while, these energy, these frequencies are as high as they can be without all of us imploding, basically. And people sort of laugh when I say that. And I'm like, oh, for real, this is real. <laughs> they are very, very powerful. So you and I are going to have to take that into account and get more rest and drink a lot more water and be very kind and supportive of ourselves this is monumental there's i don't think there's a bigger shift you can go through as a human being uh, than to move up into the fifth dimension from the third and that's what we're doing we're sending so um let's see uh omina would you like to share how you have been feeling about these energies I'll pass i mean, to i've to been you. very feeling very much what you're describing it really feels like it almost tells my body there's something wrong with it. And I know there's not. Intuitively, I know there's not. But it's like the energy that some days I feel like I'm floating. Other days I feel like I'm dragging 20,000 pounds behind me. I'm very careful so I don't fall because I think it affects my brain. It gives me brain fog. I mean, what I don't understand is why is all this energy coming in at such a rapid rate when you're sensitive to things? Because some people, it doesn't even bother them at all. A lot of my friends don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's yeah. like, <laughs> it makes me think maybe it's all in my head. But you just described exactly what I feel on and off. Some days I have the energy, some days I just have to lie down and take a nap. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand. Uh, maybe Raman, Raman will explain yes. this. Uh, that would be a question for Raman Tara. <laughs> exactly. Why the energies are so intense and why are they coming now? I mean, I can understand the energy getting rid of an awful lot of negative stuff and creating chaos. Right now, it's chaos in the world. I do know energy will do that because it's cleaning it out. It's like divine chaos. 
but how long is it going to take to get to get to divine um order and i've said it before when i leave this earth i'm going to be a gatekeeper for earth only earth souls are going to come back i think there's a lot of souls on the earth that are not earth souls i hand the talking stick back to you i think that's a very good point omina most definitely we've got a huge numbers of people who are not from here <laughs> yeah exactly and that's and a lot of them create chaos some create chaos and some are here to help establish peace it's an interesting mix well there's not enough of them here there's not enough of them here then establishing peace we need more of them i know things look dire at times i know it yeah. um well thank you so much my friend and um yeah, we'll we'll get Ramantar's input on that. Why it's happening now? I think that's a, a huge question and an important one. Um, and I know this universe is shifting. More, there's a whole huge wave of light flowing through the universe, and it's going to affect us like it affects everybody else. And we have been steeped in density for so long that any shift into higher light is going to be exhausting. Yeah, like maybe kind of like if you suddenly decide to get into shape. Over three weeks, like what people go through in boot camp, if they join the military, that's intense. And that kind of we're in boot camp. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I can I can call it. Um, Micah, would you like to let us know how you've been feeling about the energies? Thank you, Caroline. And greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Um. Yeah, I feel pretty shellac today, to be honest. I, I just came out of the blue. Um, but uh, other than that, it's it's a new moon today, um, and it's a very powerful time to mani- for manifesting. Um, and I believe on the 27th of this month, all planets go direct all the way through until May. So it's a very powerful time to manifest our dreams and desires and wishes in our life so um other than that not too too much to report uh i'll pass the talking stick back to you caroline all righty wonderful i love that good day to manifest info <laughs> um so rama and tara if you would like to give us your energy update and then go right into the news update we are more than happy to hear that i'll pass that talking stick over to you Quexaquatl, Feathered Serpent, and all that. (laughs) Greetings. Greetings, everyone. I wanted to say to Sarah that um, as she completed, just at the end, I felt the energies that she was working deeply in detail with each one of us go universal. And... Not just from the uh, around this planet, but universal to the whole uh, universe of Nebadon and beyond. I felt that that went that far. That's wow! <laughs> the power of her, her energy is so so refined and so beautiful. Thank you for bringing her to get, be our guest. Yes, Carol. absolutely. Yeah. Wow, a little taste of Australia, the best best of Australia there, Australia there. Um, the other thing is that um, on the 20th of this month, 
we really get anchored into the age of Aquarius. It's a very strong, particular day uh, for the Aquarian energy to really come flooding in. I think that's got something to do with what Omina was wondering. Uh, I don't know if she can say yay or nay, but we're shifting big time from ending the Piscean age into the Aquarian age. So there's a lot of the Aquarian age is higher mind, a lot of high, higher mind energy. Uh, the Piscean age is emotion energy, but it really focuses on working with your emotions to bring it into a more divine state where you can use them not to wallow, but to embrace uh, all the qualities that emotions are. And uh, at their best, uh, can it be embraced as joy and actively intelligizing this world? That's a challenge sometimes. Um, I know that about at least 10 years ago, if not more, there was a lockdown that was put on this planet where the ones that have been thinking they could come in here and from other places and just have a heyday. And the ones that have been here uh, creating havoc as well, they have not been allowed to leave either. So it gave us this point of placement where we were going to be uh, taking into account all things uh, from a place where right now we want to play this because it really starts the next phase. it's it's on the democracy now this morning and uh it's about 12 minutes but it's something that's changing the whole thing because the world court is really opened up to hold accountable uh not only the war crimes that israel's been playing uh with but there's also been a case now that's been brought to hold the united states accountable as complicit with it that's where we want to be and then we got to do what we just experienced with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Hold the whole. She said, I love to work with the dark energies. Well, we'll hope we can have that rub off on us because we're going to be working on it a, a very big way right now to not to create more crazy energy, but to um, bring that point of balance that's required so that ascension can proceed in a good way for everyone. So you want to play that, Rama? Um, I just wanted to. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Pass up. Say, uh, in relation to what you're asking, Caroline and Omina and others, that what is coming in from the sun and the great central sun, the grand central sun, and the Hunabku which is supergalactic center. These energies that are pouring in right now to activate our sun and all the planets is affecting us and all living matter. It's raising us up to handle the fifth dimension. And it's a good thing. Yet, at the same time, we have to meet the challenge with our bodies and every thought, word, and deed. And 
you got to stay in those high heart places. And what we're about to play here, you know, pulls on the energies not to, you know, bring it down, but it's the truth of what's going on. And in a certain way, I call it the force in of itself. It's bringing in these higher energies to balance things out because we are at a very glorious, transformative time, at the same time, very precarious. And it's dancing on that razor's edge. And like I have been told, you know, I don't know how many times to my face by Captain Astar and others, no nukes. We are going to figure this out without destroying the planet or ours and ourselves. Yet, it takes all of us to do it. I mean, in terms of the fiascos on this planet, all I can describe is cartoon physics where reality doesn't make sense and the energies pouring in affect that as well as you're still in 3d watching the mainstream news it's only going to create a little more chaos for you unless you meditate have a sacred practice do the sadhana um the spiritual work to raise yourself and everyone up. That's priority one in order to get through this. Uh, and all of nature is with us, helping us every day. I see this just in my interactions with the deer and the crows and the other animals that interact with me. And I know that this is affecting the whole, and it's amazing to watch. And at the same time, it, I go through my grieving process, and I cry with the deer and the crows and release the pain and the anguish of um, what we are watching. and. It's not pretty, but it is the reality of why I bring it into the realm of Pluto. Pluto is also known as Hades. Um, Pluto is the Roman name. Hades is the Greek name. And he is the king of the underworld. And all of this has to come up right up being now, excuse my language, because it is about us transforming this planet. And Pluto does a great job of it, digging up all the stuff, 26,000 plus years of stuff that has to come. This is why Sarah and so many others are stepping into that realm of doing the shadow work because it is needed. Um, there are times when I see that stuff and 
I just call in Mother Sekhmet, Lord Michael, Lord Maitreya, Metatron. Um, it gets taken care of. But I, I should probably play this and then I'll read. And we... Oh. I pass the talking stick to you. I was just going to say that there is a hierarchy in the sense of a good, good arrangement here. Um, um, I met Lady Nada in, uh, well, let's see, 1986, the first time. I mean, even sooner than that, I think. But um, what I'm making the point of is Lady Nada <clears throat> has a, a, a bridge. She creates a bridge because she's head of the solar tribunal on Saturn yes. in the galactic realms. And that's a 24-7 conscious awareness that she participates there. It's not part-time. And simultaneously, she's a special lawyer at the International Court of Justice, which is the highest court or the highest law of the land in this realm. And so she makes that bridge between the galactic and the uh, third dimensional earth plane, bringing heaven to earth in the sense of the first thing we've been told forever, uh, 40 years, that accountability has to come before the enactment of Nassara law can be made to the world. Right now? Yes. Okay, so um, then we just be, well, let's just do this and we'll talk about the finances. Uh, We want to keep up with the finances in the sense of support for all of us. We were up to our third eye with emergencies today. So I remember um, our Stargate Roundtable host, Marita Robert, uh, got diagnosed today with cancer in all of her bones and her whole body and she's 89 as of the 7th of january this year she turned 89 um uh it's uh, a big shock so i just want to put that situation and all of mother told her she we did a reading with mother with her today and mother told her she's got a 50 50 uh opportunity here so let's support uh, the highest good of all concerned for her situation to happen here. And then, um, who else, Rama? Oh, Penny. Penny has had a headache, a excruciatingly painful headache, all night last night, all day today, and it hasn't quit. That's pretty strong. And... um She's never had anything like this before either. I've had a a few moments today where I have sort of had a headache and just weird throbbings in different parts of my head. And I know it's got to do with the solar flares as well. And you just breathe through it. And I took a nap. It really helps. And it's just... What is happening is the most auspicious time. I keep saying it, and at the 
same time, it is quite precarious. And we have to walk that invisible road and we can do it. <laughs> We've done it before. That's why we're here. It, it's, we asked to be here at this time, as ridiculous as it sounds. Well, also at a deeper level, Marita Robert might be asking to go. Yeah. That might be a little bit of a strong way to choose to go. but Yeah, there, there are so many souls that are going over the rainbow right at this time to shift. This is the greatest shift that has occurred in this sector of the galaxy. This is the biggest show ever, right here, right now. And... Um, we're on the stage, <laughs> and we, of course we make it, yet it, it is about sending love and not getting into hate or anger or blame or judgment. And as we learn how to transform our thoughts, and I go through my moments every day <laughs> as well, um, trying to send more love to those um Life forms that, that I, the only way I know, know how to describe what is going on it is out of the comic books where we have people that are like as crazy as Lex Luthor or, or you know, other, other worldly life forms that think they can run a planet and they can't even run their own lives. And, like, like, um, Omiya said the last Thursday, adolescent yeah. souls. That's right. <laughs> and it's a big deal. As we send more love, it works. And, um, I'll play this now. This is, um, a special lawyer from the South African, um, International Court. Is, no, not the South African Oh, The World Court, the, the International Court. Court of Justice. Yes. That's where Lady Nana is a special lawyer right now. And she was sitting in in the in the ICJ room while this lady gave her pronouncements. And this is really important because now we can do a real global healing. And you'll understand what we mean after you listen. Here we go. In Sheikh, welcome to our listeners and viewers across the country and around the world. South Africa has accused Israel of acts of genocide against Palestinians in opening remarks today at a historic hearing at the International Court of Justice in The Hague. At the hearing, South Africa demanded an emergency suspension of Israel's aerial and ground assault on Gaza, which it said was intended at bringing about, quote, the destruction of the population of the territory. In a detailed 84-page document launching the case late last year, South Africa alleged that Israel has demonstrated that intent. The International Court of Justice is hearing South Africa's arguments today and will hear Israel's response to the allegations on Friday. South Africa's Justice Minister, Ronald Lamola, addressed the court at the opening of the hearing. Madam President and distinguished members of the court, it is an honor for me to stand here 
in front of you on behalf of the Republic of South Africa on this exceptional case. In extending our hands across the, li- the miles to the people of Palestine, we do so in full knowledge that we are part of a humanity that is at one. These were the words of our founding president, Nelson Mandela. This is the spirit in which South Africa acceded to the convention on the prevention and punishment of crime of genocide in 1998. This is the spirit in which we approach this court as a contracting party to the convention. This is a commitment to owe to the people of Palestine and Israelis alike. As previously mentioned, the violence and the destruction in Palestine and Israel did not begin on the 7th of October, 2023. The Palestinians have experienced systematic oppression and violence for the last 76 years. That was South Africa's Justice Minister Ronald Lamola addressing the court at the opening of the hearing. South African lawyer Adila Hassan was next. She began by citing Israel's bombing campaign in Gaza in her opening argument. For the past 96 days, Israel has subjected Gaza to what has been described as one of the heaviest conventional bombing campaigns in the history of modern warfare. Palestinians in Gaza are being killed by Israeli weaponry and bombs from air, land, and sea. They are also at immediate risk of death by starvation, dehydration, and disease as a result of the ongoing siege by Israel, the destruction of Palestinian towns, the insufficient aid being allowed through to the Palestinian population, and the impossibility of distributing this limited aid while bombs fall. This conduct renders essentials to life unobtainable. South African lawyer Adila Hassim continued by laying out what South Africa says was a series of genocidal acts, including mass killing, displacement, denial of humanitarian aid, and more. She began on the mass killing of Palestinians in Gaza. The first genocidal act committed by Israel is the mass killing of Palestinians in Gaza in violation of Article 2A of the Genocide Convention. As the UN Secretary General explained five weeks ago, the level of Israel's killing is so extensive that nowhere is safe in Gaza. As I stand before you today, 23,210 Palestinians have been killed by Israeli forces during the sustained attacks over the last three months at least 70% of whom are believed to be women and children. Some 7,000 Palestinians are still missing, presumed dead under the rubble. Palestinians in Gaza are subjected to relentless bombing wherever they go. They are killed in their homes, in places where they seek shelter, in hospitals, in schools, in mosques, in churches, 
and as they try to find food and water for their families. They have been killed if they failed to evacuate. In the places to which they have fled, and even while they attempted to flee along Israeli declared safe routes. The level of killing is so extensive that those whose bodies are found are buried in mass graves, often unidentified. In the first three weeks alone, following 7 October, Israel deployed 6,000 bombs per week. At least 200 times it has deployed 2,000 pound bombs in southern areas of Palestine designated as safe. These bombs have also decimated the north, including refugee camps. 2,000 pound bombs are some of the biggest and most destructive bombs available. They are dropped by lethal fighter jets that are used to strike targets on the ground by one of the world's most resourced armies. South African lawyer Adila Hassan concluded her remarks by outlining the need for an emergency suspension of Israel's assault on Gaza. All of these acts, individually and collectively, form a calculated pattern of conduct by Israel, indicating a genocidal intent. This intent is evident from Israel's conduct in specially targeting Palestinians living in Gaza, using weaponry that causes large-scale homicidal destruction, as well as targeting snipe, targeted sniping of civilians, designating safe zones for Palestinians to seek refuge, and then bombing these, depriving Palestinians in Gaza of basic needs, food, water, healthcare, fuel, sanitation, and communications, destroying social infrastructure, homes, schools, mosques, churches, hospitals, and killing, seriously injuring, and leaving large numbers of children orphaned. Genocides are never declared in advance. But this court has the benefit of the past 13 weeks of evidence that shows incontrovertibly a pattern of conduct and related intention that justifies a plausible claim of genocidal acts. In the Gambia Myanmar case, this court did not hesitate to impose provisional measures in relation to allegations that Myanmar was committing genocidal acts against the Rohingya within the Rakhine state. The facts before the court today are sadly even more stark and like the Gambia Myanmar case, deserve and demand this court's intervention. Every day, there is mounting irreparable loss of life, property, dignity, and humanity for the Palestinian people. Our news feeds 
show graphic images of suffering that has become unbearable to watch. Nothing will stop the suffering except an order from this court. Without an indication of provisional measures, the atrocities will continue, with the Israeli Defense Force indicating that it intends pursuing this course of action for at least a year. South African lawyer Adila Hassam. She was followed by attorney Tambeka Ngokaitobi, who outlined what South Africa said was clear evidence of genocidal intent by Israel. The intentional failure of the government of Israel to condemn, prevent, and punish such genocidal incitement constitutes in itself a grave violation of the Genocide Convention. We should recall, Madam President, that in Article 1 of the Convention, Israel confirmed that genocide, whether committed in time of peace or in time of war, is a crime under international law. And it undertook to prevent and to punish it as such. This failure to prevent, condemn, and punish such speech by the government has served to normalize genocidal rhetoric and extreme danger for Palestinians within Israeli society. As M.K. Moshe Sada from the Likud party has said, the government's own attorneys share his views that Palestinians in Gaza must be destroyed. I quote, you go anywhere and they tell you to destroy them. In the kibbutz, they tell you to destroy them. My friends at the state attorney's office who fought with me on political issues in debate said to me, it is clear that we need to destroy all Gazans. Destroy all Gazans. Israel is aware of its destruction of Palestinian life and infrastructure. Despite this knowledge, it has maintained and indeed intensified its military activity in Gaza. Excerpts from South Africa's arguments at the historic hearing at the International Court of Justice in The Hague accusing Israel of acts of genocide. What? Okay, everybody. That's what's on the table today. Yeah. There isn't anything else above it. And this is the world court that this was spoken, these words. So we send unconditional divine loving neutrality all to the situation and all the people involved, good, bad, and ugly. And um, send good vibrations for people to settle down with headaches. And uh, Randy's got a severe case of bronchitis going on. And there's many things going on. And we are meeting uh, a test in time. How do you want to put that, Rama? You want to? Just to work with the energies of the violet flame and mm-hmm. the threefold flame. And the angels and masters and galactic family that's here. It, it is real. It affects uh, matter in real time. As Nassim Haramin, Bruce Lipton, so many others talk about. Our thoughts affect 
physical matter. <laughs> it's big. Okay, I will read this. Okay, I just say the financial thing real quick yes. before you read this. We require we as we request assistance for the first week up until the seventh week. We owe one hundred and fifteen dollars and twenty five cents. And then for the second, third, and fourth week of January, we owe 205 each week. We got a bit of a discount because uh, Don slept through the whole Saturday, so we didn't have a class on Saturday. We didn't have a, a, a program on Saturday. But we had on the conference call, we had about 10 of us that really went deep into the big story and also how we could also help each other and, and, and work inside ourselves spiritually. And it was really well done. Well, well, well contributed to the day that day. And so then, then we get a, a free Saturday next Saturday too. So I'm really grateful. Thank you. We can all use it at this time, but let's see if we can uh, on a timely manner make these contributions. We didn't get a chance today, but tomorrow we will finish our request for assistance and, and hand it into Caroline. It will go out to 1,500 people. So let's put that in the prosperity cauldron. <laughs> prosperity now. Okay, here we go. Go ahead, Rob. Um, okay, this starts on Friday. I went up the mountain this morning by the Hyde Park turnoff at 10.35 mid-morning. There I saw two 10-foot-tall blue, blue diamond-shaped beings. People were on the roadside taking pictures of these beings who were moving from the forest toward the road. As they got closer, the people jumped back into their cars and took off up the road towards the mountaintop. I stayed and just sat in my driver's seat pulled out my crystals and started spinning them towards the beings. These beings created the symbol of the Om in the air. The sense I got from them was that they were just saying to me, Lord Rama, it is time to focus on the sacred sounds that can heal Mother Gaia. Then I received a text message from Darby O'Dell. He said to me, Lord Rama, I am here in Glastonbury, England. I am meeting with a group of wizards who are connected with the Council of Nine on Sirius B. The wizards are telling me that the Council of Nine is telling them it is time for our arrival on Earth. Magic is afoot, goddess is alive. See you in the light of the most radiant one, sat down, namaste, blaze of violet fire. And this is Monday, the 8th. I went to a treed area a bit north of Santa Fe and sat with seven deer and six crows at 11 this morning. They intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, keep focusing on the light coming in. It is transforming us and everyone. Then I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat and Sweet Angelique the Cat. They said to me, Lord Rama, 
stay in the oneness of the light coming in as strong as the light of 10 trillion suns. We continue to be in the most critical juncture ever, as you are also, as you also can see, the dark side continues to go down fast. More and more stories are coming out about the exceedingly long list of people who have visited Jeffrey Epstein's island of St. Thomas in the Caribbean. The real mission is to work with this light pouring in. May peace prevail on earth. Satnav Namaste, blaze the violet fire. Um, this is Tuesday. I sat with 15 deer and seven crows at 10,000. At the 10,000 Waves Health Spa at 10.50 this morning, they intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, the light coming in from the sun is lifting us all to ascend, to ascension point. Then I received a text from Lady Natasha. She said to me, Lord Rama, the matrix is over. The light has won. There are angel masters here in our midst. They they are calibrating the light coming in from the sun. The light coming in is at 100th dimensional frequency. This is why everything has sped up. We are on a collision course with the age of Aquarius. On January 20th, Pluto goes into Aquarius and things are really going to shift into the age of enlightenment. Even though things look as rough as they are, we have won. All the other stories are endless loops of the matrix. Is it no wonder we have amnesia? Graham Hancock speaks of our civilization having amnesia. Meanwhile, the light of 10 trillion suns keeps pouring in. See you in the light of the most radiant one, Satnam Namaste, blaze of violet fire. And this is yesterday. I received the text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat and Sweet Angelique the Cat at 1045. Good morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are at Stonehenge once again for sunrise. The energies pouring in are tremendous. The light that is coming in is the pristine light from coming from supergalactic center. This light is transforming our bodies. It is transforming the animals, the plants, the air the soil, the water, everything. Even though we say we are in 5D, things still look and feel like Mordor. Um, okay. We know you got a kiss from one of the deers today. <laughs> one of the deer today. And we know how you feel about what is going on in Gaza. 
what we can say about this is the light has already won. And uh, there's a picture here of a deer kissing someone. <laughs> that really happened to you this morning, right, Rava? Yeah. <laughs> On the way to Chama, north of here. Yes. Just a bit. My goodness. The fallout of the matrix continues. And know as well that things will change in the twinkling of an eye. Focus on the violet flame. As ever you are feeling down, bring the violet flame right into your heart. As Patty Cota Robles says, the need of the hour is at hand. The company of heaven is here. Call us in. Satnam Namaste, Grace of Violet Fire. And this is today. I sat with three deer and six crows this morning on the way to Chama at 11.50 late this morning. It was very cold, 36 degrees. The deer and the crows intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, continue to focus on the light pouring in. The whole world is saying, give peace a chance. Then I received a text message from Lady Nada. She said to me, Lord Rama, I am at The Hague. I sent you a short video clip of one of the judges. It was one of the lawyers speaking at the World Court. She called, she called out Israel for genocide and crimes against humanity. Lady Nada continued, we are in a new age, beginning with Pluto going into Aquarius on Saturday the 20th of January at 7.50 p.m. Eastern Time. All of the old stuff has to come up and be healed in the twinkling of an eye. Admiral Sananda Kumara and Captain Ashtar are here. No nukes. As we as we went through this new moon in Capricorn at 6.57 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, let us continue to send love and compassion to all the troubled spots in the planet. Place the violet fire. See you in the light of the most radiant mountain. Namaste. I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Back to Caroline. I thought this. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Ramantara. Um, so powerful. I was just taking notes there. Um, I'm just wondering if I can ask a couple of questions in the time we have left. Also, anybody yeah. else who wants to join and ask a question. Um, and thank you for asking, for answering Omina and me as well. Um, I mean, I know we're entering a new era, but um, sometimes it's just hard to grasp how much is changing at once. And then we have to ask ourselves, thinking about what's going on with the world court. Um, and that is South Africa, who has, and, and any other country as well, I forgot, who has brought this case of, crimes against humanity and more crimes against Israel and the U.S. as well. Is that right? Um, 
President Lula of Brazil has joined. Right. And he is calling for Israel to be called out for war crimes and genocide. Yes. Did he do it formally? He did it formally. All right. Yeah, Yeah. uh, Democracy Now! announced that. Um, And if you want to know what's really happening, I do encourage people to go to democracynow.org. If you can't find it in your local NPR or um, PBS or whatever, uh, it, it's definitely online. And these are astounding reports. So honest, painful at times. I can't always look at the images or I will lose it <laughs> um, because of what children are going through and the and what mothers and uh, parents and grandparents are going through, grieving losses of children. Um, but um, uh, my question is, do you get an ind- indication, Rama, from your team as to whether, you know, when people say, has this got any teeth or not? You know, this case, um, they point out in democracy now today, they, even if Israel is, and, you know, and the U.S. are convicted of war crimes, crimes against humanity, uh, violations of the Geneva Convention, they can't do anything about it, you know? Uh, what's the significance is it just the moral statement? Now, that can be very powerful. But what do you feel is going to be the significance if uh, the decision of the judges is that, yes, uh, these are horrible crimes against humanity? I could say that there are actions being taken from the galactics, uh, stepping into the fray, to use that phrase. and. Okay. It, it is about, you know, the realm in which that as they come, they are our elders um, who have already gone through this eons ago, like Dr. Greer talks about. There are civilizations so many millions of years ahead of us, and they have worked their stuff out. And it is about the coming to the place that all beings, whether they uh, swim or fly or walk, are equal with all the other beings in the local universe. And what is going on here is a small group of light forms, like I keep talking about, goes back to the um, ancient times where a group of fallen angels actually came and did stuff as it's spoken about and it is a violation of cosmic law and it brings it right into our present moment where these crimes against humanity and war crimes are in real time right here, right now, going on in Israel as well as uh, Palestine, uh, Yemen, so many other places around the planet. And it is about the culmination of how I could say Pluto comes into play here and to watch Pluto do his work, it brings it all up. All the stark 
harsh reality of what has occurred here and um using harsh energy violence doesn't solve it compassion kindness the wisdom like his holiness talks about my religion is kindness and the most heinous of intergalactic war criminals i mean we're watching it in the moment as you know i i don't i have to take it into the realm of cartoon physics because it's you know you can't own a planet you can't run a planet as a dictator and there are uh, ramifications and repercussions you will be stopped no matter what it is the energies in of itself we saw that in star wars we saw that in so many other stories this is what spielberg and george lucas brought into these stories that are about what actually happened in ancient times and it kind of gets looked upon with you know screwed up eyeball, uh, eyebrows and wondering how much you drank or smoked or whatever you might have done but it is the harsh reality that needs to come forward in order to heal this story because it fits pieces of the missing histories and her stories for all of the civilizations right now on this planet like dr greer talks about is we want to have real absolute first contact with beings they know what we're thinking before we can even formulate the thoughts and as you can see auras read auras read the frequencies that are surrounding every living molecule cell there's nothing to hide we're just here two hearts in this one moment and this is what's being brought forth here how to heal this story it takes all of us to do it and it only starts with one thought let it begin with me i pass the talking stick i was going to say that it's really important that people know that the head of the solar tribunal on saturn was sitting at the international court of justice listening to this that we just shared with everybody yes that is very significant that means that solar tribunal on saturn is backing up what was said uh, that bridge is bringing the galactic law onto the ground in the highest court of the whole world that's the kind of help we got yes it is big and just remember it only takes a small group of us to work together to call in the highest good of all concern to happen for every one of us even as sarah was telling us it might seem a a, a seemingly uh overwhelming situation we're in right now but it's also the most amazing time to be alive it is it is and we all chose here so thank caroline i'll pass the talking stick back to you (laughs) well i think those are all really powerful points 
So thank you to Rama and to Tara for that input. And it is highly significant that a member of the, is it the Council of Nine or which which council? I'm sorry, not to awake. Solar Tribunal on Saturn, which is a galactic council that works with the Council of 24 and the many other galactic councils. The Council of Nine as well. Uh, yes. And you got to include Barack Obama because he's the ninth member of the Council of Nine. And he continues to go to uh, to to Sirius. Yes. Uh, to um, meet with the other members of that council. And they're from all places. They're from other galaxies and other universes that sit on that Council of Nine. So we've got a whole plethora of highly advanced souls working uh, and supporting the human race here, all life here, and Mother Earth, because she is ascending. She's in the process of ascending as the 33rd planet in the entire universe of Neviton to be ascending. And there are billions of planets. It's pretty mind-boggling to conceive that we here that have volunteered to help Mother Earth and, and also feed ourselves with this higher energy, volunteer to be in this front row seat to, to do this process. Um, I pass this talking stick back to you, Caroline. All righty. Well, I want to ask Lord Rama about these two 10-foot-tall blue diamond-shaped beings. That sounds astounding that you saw, and people were taking photos of them. I mean, what were they actually... Um, they were to- sort of uh, um, semi-physical and yeah. misty looking. They actually, you know, had form and shape. And, you know, yeah, they were more etheric. than They, they were etheric and yet physical because there were parts of them that were opaque where you could not see the forest behind them. They uh-huh. were tangible real that as you reached out you could physically touch them and they could levitate because they were in the air yeah they were in the middle of the air (laughs) and i think that they were beings that take care of the forest up there Mm -hmm. that's the impression i got kind of like uh elementals and they physically show up at times to work with the energies and I just happened to show up and other people happened to be right at that moment. And, you know, other people sort of took pictures and ran and I stuck around to see what would happen. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did, Rama. That that took more courage than the people who jumped in their cars and ran away. But then um, you can't blame them, you know. Um, that's just the survival instinct. But you're saying they were shaped like diamonds? And they just yeah. kind of they just kind of floated above the, the ground. Yes. And they were about ten feet. They were about tall. ten feet tall. <laughs> Good gravy. How amazing. Um now is there any connection between that and these eight or ten foot tall uh gray beings who were seen in that mall in on January first? I don't know. I've never I don't know anything about that story, but I would say that there are all kinds of folks showing up in various parts of the planet to let us know 
we're not alone. Yet, as we come from our hearts, and, you know, when beings show up, and they are of the opposite of the Christ, there's no drama, there's no, you know, weird stuff. It is just a sense of, you know, love. I mean, just ecstatic love, like being in the presence of an ascended master. And, you know, when there are things going on with fear, I kind of think that's playing into, you know, folks that want to mess with the energies and mess with our heads, so to speak. You know, I didn't see the actual thing with the... I don't have TikTok on my phone. I don't know how to even use TikTok. But well, uh, somebody, I, it might have been Carlton, sent us. Uh, somebody sent us a link. You can open it up on the computer. You don't need to open it up on your phone. And, yeah. Um, there is footage from this mall in Florida. People were shooting at these beings. They were screaming and running, shooting at them. I they mean, actually were using guns. Yeah, you could hear the commentary, and you could hear the commentary people who were filming on their phone, I guess, and you could see one of the beings. Um, This was not human shaped. It wasn't. It was gray, very, very blurry, very low resolution, hard to make out exactly. But they weren't moving. It wasn't moving like a human would. Um, And can I say something? Yes, sure, Omina. Well, I'm getting the greys have been around a long time and they operate as one body, the one mental body. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they're definitely exploring. They definitely want to be part of the human body because the human body is mental, emotional, physical and spiritual. At least that's the design. The greys right now just move as one body in the mental. What I'm getting on the two, with a two rom a two diamond shape, blue yeah. diamond shape beans. Yes. Yeah. They're not telling me where they're for, from, but what they are telling me is that they're here um, to raise the vibrations, to check all the different vibrations. Because their job is to correct the vibrations. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. They're clearing out energy. There is going to be more of them. There's definitely no reason to be afraid of them. They haven't quite yet figured out how to communicate to humans in human language. Yeah. So that's just the update from them. I just think it's interesting that they're even talking to me. <laughs> um, all I could think of was diamonds in the sky. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a mo- I think there's a, a song by that. Yes. Diamonds the, in the, the sky. The Beatles. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Lucy yeah. in the sky with diamonds. No, no. There's diamonds. There's a song. Maybe Rihanna uh, sings the diamonds in the sky. Well, it's diamonds in the sky anyway, and they're the diamonds. And of course, they're saying they're not really diamonds, but that's ah, oh, it has something. Oh my, it has something to do with the optic nerve in the brain 
that they appear as blue diamonds. Mm. Now, that's interesting to think about, isn't it? Yeah. They so may be a part of, they said they are, they're a part of the um, the new paradigm shift in the human brain. Oh. They're aiding with that. Oh, that's really good. Because this the human brain is getting bigger. Yep. And things are shifting. The whole paradigm shift going on. It's part of our growth. It's part of our ascension. And they are aiding that process. And the blue in the diamond has to do with touching the optic nerve that goes to the brain then to help the brain accommodate the new energies and be able to cope with us. Whoa, there's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You're bright, bright eyed and and awake. That's amazing. Well, time. I'm going you know what I'm going to ask him to do tonight? What? Put me to sleep. Energize my body so I can wake up wide awake in the morning. All right. I like them apples. <laughs> well the thing is they won't interfere with our free will. They will help us. But we can ask for whatever we want from them. It's for our higher good. They will yeah. do everything to accommodate. And they, 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 oh, they're just very interesting. That's all. They're very interesting. They are. Right. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> and so are fairies. Oh, me. Well, they're in a whole different level. <laughs> That's I true. mean, you know, uh, I'm used to the fairies. Yeah. I'm not there. I I thank them for not allowing me to feel their energy because they have very very strong energy. They do. So it's not something that I'm willing to try right now. Maybe little by little, I have to get. I have to get to know them better. Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting they decided to come visit me after you said you talked with that you saw them, Rama. Yes. Yes. So, we, we as people, to be able to do all of this, we must be on very high levels. This is true, and then we got to take responsibility for that, right, Omina? Oh, I have no problem with that. Oh, good. Responsibility has never been a problem of mine. No, I can see that. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, everyone. I think we could keep talking about all this for a while. Because yeah. certain things on this planet are changing and powerfully and fast. All three of those things at once. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we'll, we'll have to keep, you know, um, adding to all this and, and just uh, exploring. And I do encourage people to call in because with your all everyone's discussion, we can make this an even richer um, overview and, and offer insights, all of us into what's happening so huge thanks to um, my co-hosts and to all of our listeners and our panelists micah and um you know it's uh it's kind of astounding what we're going through and yet there despite the trauma people are experiencing i just keep reminding myself we're not alone in this i just put out a channeling today 
Now, as I'm saying this, I'm getting a ringing in my ear, one ear, which happens when I'm getting a bit of a download. <laughs> but um, I just channeled something from, from Ascended Lady Master, uh, Joan of Arc, and that's on YouTube. And um, absolutely amazing how we are being supported by so many beautiful beings in the higher realms and being supported by our beautiful galactic friends. The fact that they're showing themselves so blatantly now is very, very significant in my opinion. I have never, I've been on the planet a while. I have never heard of so many sightings and so many interactions happening uh, so fully. Not only Rama, but other people who stopped their cars uh, were able to see these beings, these blue diamond-shaped beings. And it's just astounding. Um, so. Um, I'm going to ask Dawn Music, please, Maestro. And um, thank you to everyone, our, our listeners, for tuning in. We send you much love and huge blessings. And hopefully Dawn's not asleep again. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> he just answered, LOL. Um, much love and many blessings. And we'll see you back here on the roundtable, everyone, next Thursday. Right here on BBS Radio. And I, Good night, everyone. There's music also, Caroline. No, yes, I, I've been talking to Don about that. So ready for the music. Thank you, Don. Much love, Deb. Good night, Almina. Good night, Micah. Night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Can we meet again? Absolutely. Namaste.